Years ago, like in many industries, real estate agents were the gatekeepers. If you wanted to know what was on the market, you had to go to them. But those gates are gone. Real estate consumers now have access to all the information, every bit of property data that they could ever want. Today, you need to give them something unique, something they can't Google. And Raj Kassar has a few ideas about how to do it. Raj is truly on the cutting edge of the real estate business. In 2015, Inman News named him one of the 33 people who are changing the real estate industry. That's a lot of pressure. As principal of the Boutique Real Estate Group in Orange County, California, Raj has led the charge to create content and experiences that provide value for real estate consumers far beyond the MLS. In this interview, Raj explains how video can tell powerful stories around your listings and neighborhoods and describes how today's brokers should be investing in each of their agents. You won't want to miss this. Hi, this is Melanie Pichet from the Brell team at Sage Real Estate in Toronto. This is Bill Lublin from Century 21 Advantage Gold in Philadelphia. I'm Raj Kassar from the Boutique Real Estate Group in Orange County, California. And you're listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Raj, super excited to have you on the show. I have known you, watched you, hung out with you for the, you know, I guess the last four or five years and just, it's been such a pleasure to see your progress. Um, tell me, you, in 2013, you started the Boutique Realty Group and that's about a decade after you were in business. Like, why? What, what was the deal there? Well, I, I, I hear a common thread every time I go to conferences all over the country and internationally. It's a lot of people get into real estate, especially like the trailblazers, and they want to fix something they feel was broken. Yeah. And I just felt our industry is so broken, Seth. And from the top down, from the bottom up, however way you want to put it, whether it's technology, whether it's social, whether it's just our communication with our clients and, and how we're communicating, everything is just so discombobulated and broken. I mean, there's like 60 people involved in a single real estate transaction. It's from crazy. Beginning to end. Oh, it's totally crazy. That part. And those 60 people all speak a different language, yeah. are different platforms, are sharing different documents. Some are allowed to e-sign, some aren't. I mean, it's just madness. So I, I really got in because I wanted to make a difference and I wanted to, to lead a group of people who were pretty much on the same mission as I am. That's crazy. Um, and do you feel like you've, I mean, I would say from the outside, it looks like it, but do you feel like you've made a dent? I, th I think, um, I mean, we are literally a David in the, in the Sea of Goliath, no doubt about it, here on the coast of Orange County. That's where one of, yeah, that's one of the most competitive markets anywhere in the country, right? Lots of demand, lots of brokers, high prices. Yeah, lots of brokers, lots of personalities, lots of drama, a little bit of everything mixed together. It's kind of like the stew of real estate. I mean, it's insane. But um, I think we've made a small dent. We, we have so much more to do in it. I couldn't be excited about where our footprint was and what we're building. I'm so excited That's about great. what the future holds. So you won a bunch of awards uh, last year in the news, you know, one of 33 people who are changing the real estate industry. You know, what do you like? Sometimes I feel like awards are pressure, right? You're like, 
Uh oh, what do I do next year? How are you, you know, how are you continuing that trend in 2016? You, you know what? In regards to awards and stuff, I'm just my, my typical tagline, and everyone knows at the office, especially the ones who are with me day to day, I'm just head down and focused. Yeah. And a lot of little things combined that are just a little bit different than everyone else make such a huge impact in our space. Yeah. So I'm not looking really to win the next award or do anything. Every single time one of those awards have come out, I didn't know that I was winning. You know what I mean? It's one of those things that you're so excited about. I mean, you get a small email with the SP200 guys that says, hey, this is being announced tomorrow and, and you got something. But other than that, you don't know. Yeah. You really don't know. I remember that. But the top 33 were in our office having an office meeting and it got released and, you know, there's 50, 60 of us in the office and I was like, and they're like, look at this, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really exciting, especially the people that are on these lists. I mean, a lot of them now I can call my, my dear friends and, you know, the SB 200 one, you and I were both on the same list. So that was really exciting as well. Yeah. Do you find like, I, I understand the value for my business for being out there do you see tangible results in your ability to grow your, your brokerage and recruit and, you know, have social proof with potential consumers? Yeah. You know, um, what's really exciting is I can just give you a story. I love telling stories. And we had a listing um, about six months ago and it was having some issues. It was one of the, it was with one of the agents at the brokerage and it was just kind of going away. I mean, this is stuff that's never talked about, right? Yeah. The bad transaction. Now you hear the great and the glorious and sold over list price and sold in, you know, half a day and all this kind of stuff. But this is a transaction that wasn't going good. So I got involved and was trying to, you know, help out. And anyway, um, the seller who was our client Googled us. And when they Googled us, they found some YouTube videos. And when they looked on YouTube, they saw our content there. Yeah. And especially some of the stuff we have a, a playlist called on the air. And it's me and a couple other people from the brokerage who've spent some time doing stuff like we're doing now and just pushing it out to the world. And she got on there and she said she was so utterly impressed by our presence and our vernacular and what we were doing that she felt at ease. Even though she wasn't at ease with the agent yeah. in the transaction, she felt at ease knowing that the owner of the company um, was doing things to make a difference. Yeah. And so that's a great example of social proof. But, you know, going to conferences, we meet people every single day. So, you know, like you and I met at a conference. It's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's social proof. It's in real life. It's making connections that are genuine and meaningful that really like that's the core of kind of who I am and what I try to push to our brokerage. Yeah. You know, one of the things I remember you shared something not that long ago, it was, it was very cool because it was the digital outline of how you're marketing to a consumer. So, you know, starting with the lead signs up on Zillow, they get contacted, you know, via text or email, they receive a phone call from the Zillow assistant. They then, you know, you have an ISA that does something and then they're in the CRM, the drip email. It was really great to see because, you know, it's interesting if you, if you dissect the market, great. There's a, there's a subset of the market that is, so attuned to the nuance of how you need to do that digitally. What I'm curious about, and I think I, I responded to what you shared, is how do you incorporate the humanness with all of that, you know, sort of perfectly timed response stuff on the digital side? 
Yeah, that is such a great question. It's part of the business that is often forgotten mm-hmm. was is the person on the other side of that text or the phone call or the, who's opening that email is a real live human being. And it's a real live human being who wants to do something. They want to they want to buy a house or they want to sell a house or they want to talk to someone who's not robotic. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff comes from just years and years of following the best of the best online, seeing how they're doing it and then improvising it to make it fit to what we do and how we talk here in Orange County. So I know that post you were talking about, it was posted in that group lab code agents. And I got calls, text messages, Facebook messages for like literally two weeks after that for people wanting me to fly out to their brokerage and set that up for them, (laughs) set that up and the foundation for them. Um, because this is the stuff, you know, like broker owners don't talk like that. They're not wanting to share, you know, there's a lot of pieces that were left out of there, especially like how it all started and how we did like A, B, C, D and E testing on all that and how we, um, had our ISA, but then we added another layer with the Zillow, uh, premier agent assist ISA. And so they're managing our Zillow leads, but we're another layer on top of that. And now we're actually going to add a third layer. So we don't lose touch of these people who are coming into our kind of digital sphere. So to humanize it, it has to do with training. And the, the person who's at our ISA right now um, has been trained. I mean, physically hand-taught by me. Yeah. And I, this is how you talk to someone. We're not talking like a realtor. We're not. We're actually going to sound the exact opposite of a realtor. We're basically going to act like a customer service experience representative. Like, what can I do for you today? What question can I answer? Um, one of my favorite quotes ever was by our friend Nobu, who says, give them something they can't Google. You know, it's so funny <laughs> when people walk into a house and you're like, can I show you around the house? Can I, you know, it's got three bedrooms and four bathrooms. And, and that's all the stuff they totally know about already. Yeah. You know, they can find that on every website. The moment you hit submit on the MLS and, you know, before that, you got some cool tech things happening. But the moment you do that, they already know that, like, give them something they don't know. Hey, did you know that this neighborhood on the 4th of July they actually shut down the streets? There's a live band, a taco cart, and the, the local fire department comes up and does a parade with all the kids. I mean, you can't Google that stuff. You can't find that stuff. I mean, it's the stuff that you're able to provide value to these people who want to spend a couple million bucks on a home. Yeah. It's crazy, you know, the the idea that most professionals are basically regurgitating the information that already exists on the web. Now, I think that's still important because sometimes you have to touch something, you know, 10 or 15 times before you understand it as a consumer. But it, it is about having that differentiator. I do love Nobu, his uh, his take on, on how, to, how to be different oh. out there. He does a good job there. He does an amazing job. Um, one of the things that I think you do exceptionally well in being different is you have created... I'll call them cinematic experiences with your listings. I mean, they're just, some of them are so, they're just a pleasure to watch on their own, whether you're looking to buy real estate or not. So tell me about the evolution of that. Yeah, I would love to, Seth. And that's probably one thing that I talk about more than anything that we do, which is, it's crazy. So video for us, our first video was shot in 2009. Mm Mm-hmm. And the whole idea was I wanted to do something a little bit different. So social media was just starting, you know, blogging was starting. Um, the digital word I felt was kind of getting some traction in 08, 09. So in 09, you got to remember, though, I was in a very hyper local competitive space where the market ranged from like one to five million dollars for a home. And I was going up against five or six ladies 
who had been selling real estate longer than I had been alive. So it was a complete uphill battle for me. And I wanted to do something that was different. So I did some research online and I'm like, man, I want to shoot a real movie at home. I just need the right listing. I I, want to shoot like an action. Like I, I want people to know what it's like to live, not just in this home, but on this street, behind the gates, in the city and what you do at night and and what's happening, you know? So, um, I stumbled across actually a wedding cinematographer and that wedding cinematographer was actually telling the story of a bride and a groom and how they met. And so I just reached out to him. And the funny thing is, is he had a real estate license, but he wasn't practicing. So this is a guy who got into real estate during like the short sale period when the market was just taking the tank. He's like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to shoot video. So he started doing these videos on, on couples and their engagement process and them walking down the aisle and telling the story of how they first met. And so I called them up and I said, Hey, I want to do a story. I want to shoot a video on a house. He's like, what do you mean you want to tell a story of a house? I'm like the stories that you tell online about a writing group. I want to do that. I want that emotional connection with a home. I want to know where people go to eat. I want to know where they go out. I want them to feel the home. So the, the culmination of that is um, he didn't have enough equipment for what I want to do. So we actually went out together and rented a bunch of equipment. Yeah. So cameras and lenses and sliders and all that stuff. And we shot a small movie. So not only did we get the house, we got the neighborhood. We got a car driving into the neighborhood. We got the downtown of that neighborhood where you go to eat. We had the homeowners do a little spiel about why they love living in that home. We had a local resident of that city talk about how they grew up in the home and how their kids go to the schools of that community. And then I went in there and I did the basics of the home and the bedrooms and the bath and why it's so amazing. Anyway, long story short, that home, we took over an expired listing, which mm-hmm. was on the 120 days, had five showings and no offers. We came in and we did what we did. We had multiple showings within a week, but not because of the video. So we had multiple showings and offers over list price, but not because of the video, because it took us like three weeks to edit it because we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. The moral of the story is the sellers who live in this gated neighborhood of 100 homes, price point one to $2 million, say, hey, everyone, um, check out this video that my agent did. It's absolutely amazing. Our home sold over list price, but we just got the video. I want to share it with all of you. So they said- that, that, that gives me a little chills. I love that. I know, dude. This is the story. So- um, they send it to everyone in their neighborhood. So they're actually in a Bunko group in the neighborhood and everyone, they have the email list for everyone in the neighborhood. They sent the video and my phone literally for this one neighborhood of a hundred homes. Not only did we sell a price record on that home, I, we got like every listing for the next three years in that neighborhood, price record after price record, after price record, after price record, all because of a video that we shot that didn't sell the first home, but it created the content, the digital footprint, the proof right? You asked about proof, the proof that this works. Yeah. And so we just started going from there. So we bought, I bought all my equipment, Seth. I own it. The boutique owns all our equipment. So at that time from the cameras and the sliders and the lenses to the drones at that time, because we started jumping in helicopters because the drones weren't a thing back then. So we were oh, jumping in helicopters. Is that, so, when, is that when you were working with Mark Fitz, Fitzpatrick? The helicopter uh, no. thing? So, no, no, that had no, no, nothing at all. So that's a whole different story and probably a whole separate podcast. Okay, good. But we were like jumping and doing all this stuff and we were jumping on a helicopter thinking, hey, we have four listing appointments this week. Let's jump in a helicopter and take some aerial photos. So now you would never do that. You just have a drone and you fly up yeah. and take pictures. Back then we were jumping in helicopters. So um, that was like the beginning of where the light bulb clicked. 
The next video we shot was for a $1.4 million home in the city right next door, where we actually had actors who were my friends and kids jumping in the pool and um, a couple cars like a Escalade and a Mercedes pulling up. And we did a whole story of a family getting together, going to the farmer's market, shooting them in the local farmer's market, bringing the food back, preparing the dinner, the kids jumping in the pool, all the parents around it. We actually had two cameras, one guy in the pool, one guy outside. And what we did from there, because Facebook was becoming so hot, is we created a Facebook ad campaign, a 30-second teaser for this home. And the click-through rate on that teaser was 55%. That's crazy. It was crazy. So then what we did when we found that out, we shot an email blast with a link to the video to our database. And the click-through rate on that was 60%. Remember, our industry average, I know you can quote this off the top, it was 18%. On emails, we pushed 60%. So I knew we had something. Our first open house that we hit, Seth, the buyers were at the front doorstep an hour before we opened the front door. And when they walked through the home, this is what the kids were saying. This is where the kids ran up the stairs. This is where the pink bedroom is. This is my bedroom, the boo bedroom. Where's the pool all the kids jumped into? The parents are like, where's the fireplace? The the husband's like, where's the barbecue? I'm totally gonna grill on that barbecue. They bought the house and guess what? They didn't have an agent either. So we got met new clients. We represented both sides of the transaction. And to this day, they still email us about that video on that home. So in that particular neighborhood, it went listing to listing to listing because we made that neighborhood famous. And one of the competing agents in that neighborhood said, I will never forget that first video. You put this neighborhood on the map. You made our neighborhood famous. That's from another agent at another brokerage. Well, what's interesting is it reminds me of the idea of including and making the people around you the hero of your story because you don't get any better buy-in from the store owners to the neighbors to the people who have been there for you know 25 or 50 years if they're telling the story on your video how proud are they mm-hmm. like how how bought in to the fact that they now know who you are know who your brokerage is know about the house and your commitment to telling a local story it's really huge it is and it's something you know um, we have a i learned early in life we have a finite and amount of certain things in this life. Yeah. We have a finite amount of time, money, and talent. So what happens is people get so caught up in signing that listing agreement, getting their sign in the front yard, taking a few photos and getting it along, they forget about giving their clients the best chance of success. And the best chance of success when you're with us at the boutique is taking your time, taking a deep breath, and thinking about the digital content and the, the, you and I love this, the long tail story of this listing, Yeah. right? It's not just the photos. It's the content that you're creating for this listing and then the next listing and the listing after that and after that. So not everybody is selling, you know, million dollar plus homes. Let's assume I'm an agent and I need to, I get this, I buy in. I'm like, I love Raj's strategy. What do I do? Like, what do I do that's not like hiring actors? Yeah, but you know, we could, like video is so commonplace now. I mean, our first one was in 09. We're 2016 now and people are shooting video like crazy. There's so many people who are able to do this and you don't have to have actors and actresses and pets and helicopters and drones. You could do simple video that's consistent, that portrays a story that's hyper-local. And you know, you know, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir. Um, Google owns YouTube, they speak the same language. You're able to drop stuff onto YouTube consistently 
with a hyper-local resonation, it's going to understand that you're going to just rank yeah, and you're going to rank high. So if you're able to do that and the house is ready, you don't have to do all that. I mean, you can shoot video quite affordably now. And there's other stuff too besides video. There's 3D tours. There's all that stuff that you can do. I so love, with, yeah, I love with, the 3D tours. Yeah, yeah. There, there's all that. So for us, like on a luxury listing, it's not just a short film. It's a 3D tour. It's a floor plan 2D rendering it's amazing photos it's staging it's digital content it's social media and like the mls is almost the last thing we do yeah yeah that makes complete sense we just um we opened a new office and it's interesting when you think about how 3d or virtual reality is going to change the way people experience places before they get there physically so our, our new space is pretty large and we are hiring lots of folks. So recruitment's important to us. And so we, we had Matterport come in and shoot the entire space. So it's 32,000 square feet. It's in downtown Boston. It's really beautiful. And the recruitment response to folks that we want to like travel to, to Boston to come for an interview is now upwards of 90%. So mm-hmm. they see it. They can imagine where they're going to work. They can see the office. I mean, it's just like, and it doesn't even have people in it. And it's not even telling a story yet. I know. You know what I mean? It's it's how like everyone's reacting now. Yeah. Like I always tell the story when I'm like talking, people are like in line at Starbucks. They're not looking up. They're looking down into their phone in a feed of some sort, whether it's email or social or a CR or something. They're in something, you know? And like, you have to be where they are and where they are is, in the palm of that person's hand. Yeah. And so when someone's able to connect with your space, that's 32,000 square feet through a 3d tour, they're going to be look around and go, look at this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it's so cool. funny. I could tell you a story. I showed one of our listings yesterday and the buyers came with their agent. So they had an agent, they were represented and they come in the door. And the, the first thing he says, he's like, Raj, I just want to thank you. And this is a buyer. I don't know who he is. I've never met them before in my life. He's yeah. like, I'm like, why do you want to thank me? He's like, what you presented to me online before I stepped foot in the store was I felt like I had lived in this home forever. He said the photos, the video, the 3D tour, the 2D floor plan. You took the time to draw the dimensions of the RV parking exactly where the hookups were and how the roof came out a foot. So I knew that I couldn't get my RV in and I had to move over a little bit. Like he's like, it was immaculate. He's like, I've never seen that done before ever. And the agent who there was a top agent in the area. The agent's like, Raj, great job, man. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> you know, like head down. <laughs> They're like, but that's the point. Like people are reacting, whether they're your client or not, it doesn't, I mean, people, they see it. And we underestimate how many people are seeing our stuff. Yeah. Every day. Well, I also think, you know, one of the things like you do say, hey, just go and get your iPhone and be consistent on YouTube. I do think that there's real power in being different and sort of leading the pack because you get that response from consumers. Like in five years, everyone will have virtual tours. At least that's my assumption. Or anyone who doesn't, I'm just not going to go look at their house because I can't do it in my jammies. Like I want to walk through the house and walk in the backyard and jump in the pool from the privacy of my own home. But the point that I want to make is you keep doing things that make it so when your competitors bring a buyer to a listing, it sort of puts them to shame. And that is something that's really important. That's the value of creating content, the 
value of you of going quality over just you know you could have mailed it in and gotten a cheap D- dsl camera and shot your own stuff yeah but you know obviously i would never do that and i always say like hire the best man use yeah. the best people in your space yeah because I I, i'm not a photographer yeah. at all no i'm with you 100 percent. so i want to switch gears and talk a little bit about brokerages because i think what you've been able to do is sort of a, you know, David and Goliath story, right? And if I look at a lot of brokerages, like, okay, so right now I'm in Park City, Utah. Came to ski with my family and I walk down the main street, it's called Main Street, mm-hmm. and I see a bunch of brokerages and I, you know, what's different about one or the other? I don't know. How do you differentiate yourself today? What, what should they be doing to well, stand out? Yeah, so this is where I think it all has to do with the leadership. The leadership at the brokerage has to care. They have to care. If they don't care, their agents, their staff, nobody's going to care. So someone needs to take the helm. And whether it's servant leadership and there's an agent at the brokerage at the bottom who's like, hey, Mr. Broker, hey, Mr. Owner, hey, Mrs. Broker, hey, Mrs. Owner, this is what we need to do. This is what good looks like. This is good. I want to be great. Like it has to start there. Um, I don't look at what the other people in our industry are doing. I really don't. I look outside the industry for inspiration, for thought, for creativity. But what people need to do is value technology, yeah. value digital, value websites. I mean, one of the first things I do now when a client sends me a listing, I scroll down to see who the agent is. And, when, and on our MLS, you could link to them. And when you link to them, you could link to a website. And you want to check out who that is, you know, and 9.9 times out of 10, I just want to like, like literally like just die looking at the website for this listing or that listing agent. Yeah. And so they they just need to value. They need to create value within the brokerage to be able to push it to their agents so the agents can push it to their clients and give their clients the amazing opportunity for success. I keep, I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit of a broken record because, you know, I speak maybe once every other week or maybe almost every week somewhere at some conference. Um, and the, the stats aren't lying. So we're at 80 to 90% of the buyer's journey is happening online. And yet the activities that businesses are doing aren't creating that great customer service experience online that you would do when someone got into your car. You'd make sure your car was clean and you'd be dressed properly. You'd brush your teeth. You'd make sure your hair was done. You'd take them driving along the streets that showed a really great picture. You'd tell them nice stories. That just doesn't exist online. And it has to. And that's, I mean, what I love about you is that's what you're doing. I, I use you as an example often when I'm talking because I'm like, hey, you want to do video? Watch this video. Mm. And I see people's jaws drop. And they're like, oh, that's not the video I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny what people think video is, but you take it down to the basics. Even when you talk about staging, people have different ideas of what the heck staging is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So video is just so digital. It's so emotional. It's so like captivating when it's done well that you don't want to put it away. Yeah. When it's done bad, you're clicked out in a couple seconds, but when it's done well, it's something to like, to admire. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about something else to, that's really crucial in this industry. And I think that we don't talk about it a lot, which is recruiting. And it seems like people jump ship a lot 
in this industry. We get a lot of folks who don't actually ever produce anything. So they join up either with the misconception that they're going to make it rich and they never get a listing or never, you know, close a side. How do you approach that knowing the challenges of recruiting in our industry? Yeah. So what's really interesting about this question, Seth, is we've, um, like our ship has sailed a couple different ways. So when we first started out, agents were just coming to us left and right. And some were the right agents and some were absolutely not the right agents. Yeah. Um, and so we didn't really do much for recruiting because people were attracted to what we were doing. But once they came in and were attracted to it, they saw actually how much work it really was. And they kind of didn't want anything to do with work. <laughs> <laughs> and they just thought that they could sit behind their computer and talk about video or technology or social or digital and all the clients would start jumping into their lap. Obviously that's not the case, yeah. right? So what we focused on now is we are actually recruiting now and, but we're still being very particular. So we are like the way our model is our back end, our in-house stuff is really different than when we started in 2013. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole new, I mean, in 2016, we launched a whole new back end, and it's like an agent suite of services that we're able to provide for our agents. So when they come in, most of the agents that we interview are like, I want to look like that online. And they point to one of our, I mean, one of our Facebook pages or one of our digital marketing campaigns that's floating around the web or our listing present thing. I want to look like that. How do I look like that? Yeah. We're able to do that quite easily actually now. So um, that our ship has sailed differently. So they were all coming in before, then they all left and now they're all coming back in, but we're quite particular. We have ads running. We actually take the time to interview one-on-one. -on -one. Every agent who interviews with us interviews with three of us. All three of us on staff have to say yes. That's huge. When all three of us say yes, they're, they're invited to either a happy hour or office meeting where they have an opportunity to meet the rest of the brokerage. And then, okay, so you, let's say you find someone, you guys are high-fiving and you, this person joins. What's, what do you need to do to ensure that they're successful? Yeah, it's a lot of one-on-one. -on -one. We, we tell most agents who join our brokerage that are coming from another brokerage, we basically say we need you for six months to nine months to get rid of everything in your brain and throw it away. And we're going to start fresh. It's like a wall, one block at a time we're going to start building. And the first thing we're going to start with, I mean, believe it or not, the first email that goes out is you're going to our photographer to get headshots. Mm -hmm. And those headshots aren't headshots. <laughs> yeah. It's like a full session. I mean, you're there for a couple hours. You've got wardrobe changes. You're standing, you're sitting, you're inside, you're outside. I mean, it's like a little bit of everything. And they come back. And I mean, I got a text the other day from an agent who just um, joined like our family. And basically like, dude, I felt like I was in Hollywood. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was like to be 500 pictures. I mean, but that's like the focus. Like yeah. it starts with that. And then we create your business card. And guess what? Our business card takes four weeks to ship because it goes to four different vendors. Because it's not just a regular business card that's printed on our office computer. So at that moment, that agent's like, I'm in for something completely different than I'm used to. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's those little things. And then it's one-on-one -on -one time. One-on-one -on -one time. Every agent has their own assistant. So it's one-on-one -on -one time with their assistant, learning what the, their assistant requires of them to be able to list a house or go on a buyer tour and put someone in a contract on the buy side. Then it's time with our, our operations manager where they're sitting down and learning our back end. And it's four specific one-on-ones with our office manager. 
Then it's four one-on-ones with me in regards to marketing, digital technology, CRM. After that person does that, then it's six open houses with another agent as a mentoring them on open houses. And that's not just showing up and looking pretty at one o'clock. That's like signs up in the ground at 6 a.m. in your sweatpants and your tennies running around the city dropping 50 or 60 signs, you know? So it's like they have to put the time in. And then after they're able to do all of that, then they're able to get on our website. Yeah. And once they're on our website, now they qualify for our lead program, which is called the Matchmaker Lead Program, where we're matching specific leads with certain agents. That's awesome. So it's, it's like a lot of one-on-one where most of the agents are at these big brokerages with five, six, 800 agents. They feel like a fish. They feel like they have a number. They come here like, I can't believe how much one-on-one time I got. I can't believe that you sat down for three hours and didn't look at your phone one time. Yeah, that's respect. So let me ask you the flip side of that. I'm sure that you've had some failures in recruiting. What's, what's one of the biggest things that you've learned, like when you've gotten someone and it somehow they got in, but they weren't the right fit? Yeah. So one thing I've definitely learned, we've had a few of those Seth, to be hundred percent honest with you. And it's like background check after background check after really diving deep onto what they've actually done. Because a lot of times people are posting stuff online that's pure fluff. They'll post a picture in front of a $2.2 million listing that's not even theirs and say new listing hitting the market. And Are it's you not serious? Even, I had no, okay, that listing. I had no idea about. That's and crazy. that's not even their listing. You know, and they'll say stuff like that and you think one thing, but when you look them up online, you know, because we could pull data on anything on anyone, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you look them online and they have three closed sales and they're all $300,000 condos in the like worst part of Orange County. So you really need to do your due diligence. And that's one thing, especially as a, as an owner of a company, it's not just me anymore looking at people. It's, it has to be three or four of us. It has to be. And calling people, calling people and making sure that they are who they say they are and calling their references and really taking the time and not rushing through anyone because they look a certain way online. Yeah. That's old school. Yeah. It has to be old school. That's the part that, um, Ownership needs just because you have a heartbeat and a license doesn't give you the right to sell multi-million dollar homes. Yeah, you really need to do your due diligence. So I, that that was a big eye opening for me for the last two years because we got big really really and for us big is not big like six hundred. We got big really really fast and we weren't able to do what we could do because we weren't staffed enough, we weren't manned enough, and we didn't have the time. Yeah, but so now now we do. So we turned it back and we're taking our time with that. That's great. So. I want to switch gears a little bit more. Where do you look for inspiration? Like, what are your favorite books, blogs, movies? Is it market, business stuff, non-business stuff? What what turns you on? Okay, so having a brokerage of about 60 people and a family of five with three kiddos, um, inspiration comes in like little doses. It's so funny. So one of our um, one of our taglines right now is, I love it here and you will too. Um, it's on some of our for sale signs. It's on our website. And that came from my six-year-old. He's like, he was, we were at dinner one night sitting down at the table. He's like, daddy, I love it here. And I think my friends will love it too. You know what I mean? Oh, that's I mean, awesome. from a six-year-old and being a dad yourself, I mean, that stuff is like magical. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we changed it up a little bit and we said, we love it here and you will too. And you can see it on our print to digital to online to retargeting campaigns. And it really is true. So that's one of the places where you have those intimate moments 
with your children and they say something that you're like, gosh, if I could write down every single thing they said, I could have a book published yeah, yeah. of the cutest things to ever say when you're, when you're a kid. Um, but that's one thing, but there's a lot of people in our space and just, just on the circumference of our space that are super inspirational to me. I mean, Seth, you're one of them for sure. A hundred percent, man. The Thank stuff you. that you're, you and your company are publishing and blogging about and talking and the consistency of it is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're so welcome. Simon Sinek, I mean, for inspirational leadership quotes and, and motivation, that's a great place for me um, to kind of dig down. Gary V. Gary V. is great. I, I mean, love Gary. I mean, just about pure hustle. He makes me like the other day, I actually listened to this, like it was like a Hustle Monday. Yeah. Um, I think he pushed it on Snapchat or something like that, a Hustle Monday. And then all of a sudden I was in the gym with boxing gloves off, like taking it out on my trainer. Like that's the stuff I absolutely love because guess what? You can't train hustle. Yeah. You cannot. And so to find someone in our space who is passionate about the hustle, you see it in their eyes, you see it in what they do day in and day out, and it's not fake. It's not posting in front of a listing that's not even yours. It's real. It's true. It's genuine. They're hustling after a $3,500 a month lease, or they're hustling after a $3.5 million home in Newport Beach. You can't train that. And they never say no. And those are the people we love. Our arms are wrapped around them. And and that's what is missing from the people coming into the business now because you can see so much online and it looks so easy. Yeah. Raj, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. What's the best way for folks to find out more about you? Thanks, Seth. This has been so much fun and I love the opportunity chatting with you. Um, You guys can find us and our brokerage and everyone on our team at theboutiquere.com. That's T H E. B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E-R-E.com. And there's links and profiles to everyone um, on the whole team. Raj, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I will hopefully see you in person soon. Sooner than later. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com slash podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.